From E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with more of our 30th anniversary celebration. This week bringing you more highlights from our 2008 season featuring Taj Mahal, Brandy Carlisle, Sonny Landreth, Ani DeFranco, James Taylor, Puerto Plata, and more. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, here comes our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. Spring is here, even though it's kind of cool and windy today here in Colorado. You know, a year ago, we celebrated E-Town's 30th anniversary. We started out on Earth Day in 1991, and here we are, I guess I'd call it Earth Week. Going back through the archives, we certainly had lots of amazing music throughout our history. And I also had some great conversations with atmospheric scientists and policymakers and authors and past presidents and legends, mostly focused on Earth Day kind of things, climate change, sustainability, renewable energy. And um, despite our best efforts, we are not better off now than we were when we started back in 91. We've got all kinds of challenges around the world, including the effects of climate change and violence and threats to democracy, both at home and around the world. But we still believe in the power of a good song. It brings us together, makes us forget about our troubles and our differences. So on this Earth Day week, we'll do what we've been doing all along and share some really good songs with you all. In our first set of music, we got a very young Brandy Carlisle making her first of several visits to E-Town. We've got Kathy Matea singing a song about coal, talking about her home state of West Virginia. And right now, one of my early heroes and mentors, Mr. Taj Mahal, on stage at E-Town back in 2008. Don't keep no business here 
Kathy Mateo, it's just a treat to have you back. I mentioned before both your grandfathers were coal miners, mm-hmm. and you've got a personal connection to this body of work. Well, I, I grew up in West Virginia, and uh, both my parents grew up in coal camps. And my dad got out of the coal mines because my uncle put him through college, paid for him to go through college. And my mom worked for the United Mine Workers when she was young, and uh, I have a brother who still works for a coal company dispatching the barges on the riverboats that deliver coal to the electrical plants. Yeah. So it's very much still part of my story. And I think for me, part of what has happened that's been unexpected in this is uh, the kind of connecting the dots of a lot of my own story and how close coal still is to my own life, even though right. I thought of myself as a couple generations removed. Well, coal is pretty close to all of our lives in that 86% of all the coal that's mined is used for electricity and pretty good chance that a lot of the electricity people use or, you know, some of all of it comes from coal plants. So. Yeah, 50% of the electricity yeah. used in this country comes from coal, burning yeah. coal. And, you know, I've gotten, I've had some amazing experience. I've gotten to go down and dig and go down in a mine, and they let me run some of the machines. Oh, yeah. I'd, I mined 200 tons of coal in five minutes. Wow. That make yeah, you, baby. That make you feel kind of powerful? Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> what it made me, actually what it did do was it did give me a sense of awe watching the coal shear off the face. But what it also gave me was a close-up picture of our appetite for energy and our appetite for coal. Right. 
Hey, um, I want to ask you about two things. First, the state of West Virginia, I imagine that you're just like their favorite person in the world. <laughs> you go back there, you're the favorite daughter of West Virginia at this point, aren't you? Well, Brad Paisley's got a claim to fame there, you know? And little Jimmy Dickens has got a thing or two to say, and there's a, you know, there's a few people from around there that have gotten done well. they're not as cute. Well. well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your... Yes, it's radio, so... Thank you for noticing. <laughs> um, but seriously, I mean, I think you probably have some clout, so... That was the first thing I wanted to ascertain. Second thing is, uh, maybe you could share with our audience what happened when you saw Al Gore's slideshow that, that was turned into a film mm. called Inconvenient Truth. Um, I was invited to see him give the slideshow at Vanderbilt before the movie came out, a few months before the movie came out. And uh, it was so concise. It was so well done. And there was so much information presented so clearly that I, something in me clicked, something in me changed, and uh, something in me woke up that would not go back to sleep. Yeah. Shortly thereafter, I found out that he was going to train a 1,000 people in the U.S. to do this slideshow as a service project, and I was in the first class, yeah. September of 2006. And, uh, oh, thanks. And um, I've been giving the slideshow, and uh, they encouraged us to personalize it, so uh, there's a picture of a strip mine in one place. And so I thought, well, heck, I can, if this is a copper strip mine in Mexico in Mr. Gore's slideshow. And I thought, well, I know they were strip mining in West Virginia in the 70s. I'll go find a picture. And I went surfing online and found a website called ilovemountains.org, which documents the practice of mountaintop removal in West Virginia and Kentucky, which is basically strip mining on steroids. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's incredible. They the amount of explosives that go off on the tops of mountains in West Virginia every week in West Virginia and Kentucky in the coal fields is equal to one Hiroshima bomb. Wow. That's just to blast the tops off so that we can get to a seam of coal that's inches thick. And all the dirt and rock gets pushed into what they call valley fills. It fills up all the streams. And then they scrape off the dirt. And when they get down to the coal, they take the coal away. And then they blast some more and go on down to the next layer. No, it's an ugly sight. And, you know, coal is incredibly complex as a conversation. And what I was going to ask you about is, here you are, the favorite child of West Virginia, and now you're armed with all this facts and figures from Al Gore's slideshow. So you probably are the only person who can go to West Virginia and have a real conversation with both coal companies and miners' families and environmentalists and um, people who are promoting tourism. Of the, I mean, West Virginia is a beautiful state. What's untouched? It's beautiful. But I imagine you're probably the only person who can have a conversation <laughs> with everybody these days. Well, I, I don't know. I feel definitely, um, I'm what I refer to as a reluctant activist. I mean, I, I've been active, but it's really been something I've been, uh, you know, I've sort of been drug kicking and screaming into it. But when you wake up every day and say, look, how can I be of service? If that is your intent every day, then the tiny baby steps that you take lead you into something like this. Yeah. You know, I feel very much like I have some voice in this, and my goal is to try to speak to a nonviolent approach. I don't think that our problems are going to get solved by someone, by each of us calling the other wrong. I think we have to understand that all of us really share the same basic human needs. Um, we, we all want safety, we want security, right. we want power, we want to be able to live our lives. And so once we sort of acknowledge that we're all going in the same direction, then we can begin to have a different kind of conversation. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a long conversation. It's yeah. going to be very complicated. And part of what complicates the fact is that 
you know, West Virginia has all their eggs in one basket. It's coal. That's where the jobs are. That's what's going on there. It's been that way for generations. And uh, it's a way of life. It's very entrenched. And it's part of the identity of, you know, even me, you know, as far removed from, right. from underground mining as I am. And so I think that that's, if we can open up dialogue, that's how we begin. And then also turn Charleston, West Virginia into a soulful Branson so that there can be music <laughs> camps and people will remember that music is also part of West Virginia and then make sure that West Virginians build all the solar panels in the world to put them on top of those flat mountains now that they've destroyed. You might just have some. Maybe there, there's a there. way. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, you're right. It's a big problem. And thank you for having the conversation. Let's get back to music. So glad you're here. Welcome thank back you. to Me town, too. Me too. Kathy Matea. Why don't you guys sit in and do this next song with us, you and Helen. All right, so Helen, are you there? There you are. Helen and Nick are going to sing on this next song, and, and Nick's going to play some guitar along with us. And uh, This is an old Utah Phillips song that uh, Hazel and Alice wrote a last verse to and recorded and uh, sort of speaks to what we were just talking about, Nick. Oh, the green rolling hills of West Virginia are the nearest thing to heaven that I know Though the times are sad and dear And I cannot think of you They'll keep me and never let me go My daddy said don't ever be a miner For a miner's grave is all you'll ever own There's hard times everywhere find a dime to spare These are the worst times I've ever known But the green rolling hills of West Virginia are the nearest thing to heaven that I know Though the times are sad and dreary I cannot linger here They'll keep me and never let me go so I move away into some crowded city In some northern factory town you'll find me there Though I'll leave the past behind I'll never change my mind These hard times are more than I can bear But the green rolling hills of West Virginia are the nearest thing to heaven that I know Though the times are sad and dear And I cannot linger here They'll keep me and never let me go I love so well Or oh, someday I'll go home And I know I'll right the wrong These hard times Will follow me no more But the green rolling hills Of West Virginia 
are the nearest thing to heaven that I know. Though the times are sad and drear and I cannot linger here, they'll keep me and never let me go. Though the times are sad and drear and I cannot linger here, they'll keep me and never let me go. That's Kathy Matea, along with Bill Cooley on the guitar, Eamon O'Rourke on the fiddle mandolin vocals, and Dave Spiker on the bass. Please help me welcome to E-Town, Brandy Carlisle. You've got this killer break in your voice. Did you learn how to yodel when you were younger? Were you a Patsy Montana kind of gal? I was just a Patsy Cline fanatic. Patsy Cline fanatic, and, yeah. And, um, and my grandfather, my grandpa Vernon was a yodeler, and he loved Jim Reeves, and he loved to yodel. Yeah. And Can you do Cattle Call and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I do yeah. Cattle Call and all those songs. And can, can you give us a little taste of a real full-on yodel? A full-on yodel? That's what I'm talking about right there. Let's get back to music. Welcome back from Seattle, Washington. Randy Carlisle. The CD's called The Story. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Brandy. Ah, oh, thank you so much. This is intimidating. This is a big, beautiful, quiet theater. But it's so good to be on E-Town. So this is a title track from our record, and uh, this is a song that Phil wrote, and it's one of those songs that was a really big deal to me when I, when I met the twins. They had written this song, and I fell in love with it, and it took me months to get the nerve up to ask Phil if I could sing it. When I finally did, and he said that I could, it really opened the door to us being collaborators and songwriters together. So it's a very important song to us. And maybe my favorite one. Phil, favorite. All right. All of these lines across my face tell you the story of who I am. So many stories where I've been. And 
Thank you, Brandy Carlisle, along with the Hanseroth twins. Thanks to Kathy Matea and Taj Mahal. We will be back with more highlights from our 2008 season after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town.
Welcome back. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to some of the highlights from E-Town's 2008 season. Right now, I want to share a brief Earth Day moment from the archives. It's part of my conversation with Dr. Jane Goodall. It was a thrill to have her on the show, and we've stayed in touch. She just had her 88th birthday earlier this month, and she is still as active as ever. Here's Dr. Jane Goodall from the E-Town Archives. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. So the kinds of observations you've made have helped us find a connection to our place in nature, our place in the natural world. Are there things, individual things, that you feel especially proud of or fond of as you look back, or you just feel like you're in the middle of the work you're doing? Well, there are things which give me a great sense of um, satisfaction when I look back. The breakthroughs, the first time David Greybeard let me touch him, which I probably shouldn't have done, but if I had the opportunity, I would have done it again, I'm sure, you know. And then the fact that in the labs, the conditions are beginning to change. The fact that all over the world, zoos are beginning to enrich the environment. And I know that the Gombe studies have been responsible for at least part of that. And the changed attitude towards animals. So I think these kinds of things give you a good feeling, just as you and Helen must have a good feeling when you think what your program has done to raise these issues to so many people. And congratulations on your anniversary. Thank you very much. Very sweet of you. Um, what are you working on now, or what are you excited by? Looking all over the world at the destruction of the forest, the increase of the population, the terrible overconsumption of the developed world, and then, you know, all the pollution, the hole in the ozone layer. We can go on and on and on and add human greed and cruelty and crime and war. I think it's because this is so overwhelming that I began working with young people with this Roots and Shoots program to try to give them hope. So it's hope that hundreds and thousands of young people, kindergarten, right up to university, working together around the world, can break through. Yeah. You can't actually live through a day without changing the world around you. And I know that most of the media talks about all the bad things but there's an awful lot of good happening, and we must get that out, and that's the kind of thing your show can do. Well, thank you, Jane. Thank you so much for being here, too. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on a life of great work. Thank you, Dr. Jane Goodall. Up next, we recorded a show during the DNC in Denver in 2008. The lineup was ridiculous. Tom Morello, James Taylor, Ani DeFranco, David Crosby, Graham Nash, Henry Butler, and Irma Thomas. In this next set, we'll feature a couple of songs, one from James Taylor, along with the E-Tones, and David Crosby, and Graham Nash, and Helen, and Irma Thomas, all singing along. But up first, we're going to have a brief conversation and a song from somebody who's been long associated with E-Town. Ani DeFranco has always mixed music and message She's been shining a light on injustice and misunderstanding or just celebrating love in its many forms. Here's Ani DeFranco from our DNC show back in 2008. Uh, thank you. You're such a treat to hear you. Oh, you sound so great. It's a treat to be back. Oh, thank you. I love your show. 
Well, you, uh, you are sort of the role model for independence and smarts and feistiness and, uh, and perseverance, you know? And, uh, and, and you've been real for all this time, and everybody knows it. So I don't need to, I'm not saying anything there. Thank you. Let me, Thank um, you. Let me ask you about the church that you renovated mm. in, in uh, your old hometown of Buffalo. I just had an image of myself with like a hard hat and a hammer and a yeah. face full of dust. I have that image. Is I, that yeah, not the way yeah, it was? Well, no? it was something like that. Um, yeah, this old uh, 1870 sandstone cathedral in downtown Buffalo was slated for demolition, like many historic buildings in our depressed, evacuated cities, uh, especially in the Rust Belt, where I come from. You know, I come from a... a a sort of a history of my mother was an architect and and she was very much into just the the very idea of cities you know and the importance of them as being centers of culture and and society and and the buildings that um, that make them up uh, you know they speak to us of our history you know I've, I really feel like our historic buildings uh, connect us and you know teach us every time we walk through them remind us that we are connected to the past and therefore the future. So uh, I sort of found a way through my friend and manager, Scott Fisher, and uh, my Righteous Babe Records bank account to continue that work of my mother's. And um, we invested in this building to save it. And, uh, you know, we've, we, our karma just got wrapped up in it. So we moved in yeah. eventually. Yeah. And is it a kind of thing that is going to be a um, sort of a manifestation of your values? It's a place where people can play music and make art, mm -hmm. or what goes on there? Yeah, uh, all of that. There's a group called Hall Walls Contemporary Arts Center that lives in there now, and uh, then the sanctuary has been turned into a concert venue, and we're uh, still working on the the club in the in the crypt. <laughs> that sounds uh, sort of spooky. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, people come up to me on the street and speak of being inspired by this project. And, you know, and I've moved into this building and we're going to do this and that. And you know how it is with sure. your show. You, you make examples all the time of how we need to inspire each other. And that's, it's so important for all of us to find our power. Hey, speaking of inspiration and power, uh, you have a new CD coming out. Yeah. Does it have a flavor, a particular well, slant? People have noted it, it has a flavor of my new place of residence. I've been living in New Orleans for five years now. <laughs> Beloved new home of mine. And, uh, I yeah, like the, the fact that you moved to New Orleans right before <laughs> yeah, Katrina. Know. That was, I, know. You know, I feel like the guests that showed up to the party, hey, guys. <laughs> no, but I mean, the truth is, you know, the party, despite all the continuing pain, that is happening there, the party is still going on. The yes. town is that vibrant, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and on the new record, I, I dragged my old buddies from the Rebirth Brass Band in, and there's, there's a, a rock and guitar player from Lafayette, uh, Cece Adcock, yeah. and um, all kinds of folks, friends on this one. Yeah. Well, I'm just uh, glad you're still at it, still going strong, and the balance between being a mom and being a touring uh, Righteous Babe is working out okay? It's great. Yeah. Touring with the baby is a gas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get back to music. Welcome back, All our right. good friend. What an inspiring uh, performer. Just great to have you here. Ani DeFranco, thank you. Thank Thanks you. For coming back. Right. 
I was born to two immigrants who knew why they were here. They were happy to pay taxes for the schools and roads, happy to be here. They took it seriously, the second job of citizenry. My mother went campaigning door to door, and holding to her hand was me. Yeah, I was just a girl in a room full of women licking stamps and laughing. I remember the feeling of community brewing, of democracy happening. But I suppose, like anybody, I had to teach myself to see All that stuff that got lost on his way to church All that stuff that got lost on his way to school All that stuff that got lost on his way to the house of my family All that stuff that was not lost on me Yes, yes, teach myself to see each of us through the lens of forgiveness like we're stuck with each other, God forbid. <laughs> teach myself to smile and stop and talk to a whole other color kid. Yes, teach myself to be new in an instant like the truth is accessible at any time. Yes, yes, teach myself it's never really one or the other. There's a paradox in every paradise. Just a girl in a room full of women licking stamps and laughing. I remember the feeling of community brewing, of democracy happening. DeFranco, Buffalo, New York, and New Orleans, Louisiana. The city's called Red Letter Year, out on her own Rikers Babe Records. A great singer. Right now, would you please help me welcome to the stage James Taylor. I want to. I want to bring a. a Nick and Helen out, I think, and, uh, and David and, and Graham and, uh, and Irma, too, Irma Thomas. We're going to do a, a song also that we recorded last winter. This is a, a tune, at one time, probably the most uh, famous song in the world. Most people know it uh, from the Elvis Presley version, but this is more like uh, Big Mama Thornton's version of, of Hound Dog. Around my door, 
Thank you, James Taylor, along with Graham Nash and David Crosby and Helen for singing harmony. Thanks to Irma Thomas. Thanks again to Ani DeFranco. We'll be back with more music from the E-Town Archives after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town.
I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WOOL in Bellows Falls, Vermont, on WMSV in Starkville, Mississippi, and on KXCR in Florence, Oregon. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you want some more information about anything we're up to here at E-Town, lots of stuff can be found online at etown.org. Welcome back. In our next set of music, we're going to share some very soulful songs from two absolute masters. Jose Cobles, better known as Puerto Plata, the Dominican singer and guitarist, sings a song and talks about his mixture of bolero and merengue and son that he grew up playing and singing, I think, from the late 30s on. A remarkable conversation. Puerto Plata died a couple of years ago, so this is a special treat to share this from our archives And up first, our buddy Johnny Long, the rambling blues man from the St. Louis area who befriended and traveled with homesick James. He plays a tune in his totally authentic driving style. We'll start out with Johnny Long from the stage at E-Town from back in 2008. Thank you very much. It's real good to be back here again. Here's what you got to do. Everybody get together. Have a real good time. together have a real good time blow them boga boga bay and they play right on time well now young and old all get together and dance come on you got to take the chance everybody getting together I see this old man jumping off the bar stool, get out with the young folks in his uh, dancing fool. Everybody get together, having a real good time. Sometimes the old people got to show the young one. Blues and booger wooger bay, play right on time.
care if you're a housewife, mayor, or a judge. Gotta get out there and you got to cut the rug. Everybody get together. Don't hold back. Having a real good time. Wugga, wugga, baby. Play around on time. Got to get together, make things all right. Everybody get together, man. Having a real good time. Blow some boogie woogie, baby. Play right on time. Oh yeah. Please welcome to E-Town for his first visit, Jose Cobles, Puerto Plata. You know, my Spanish is uh, non-existent, doesn't exist. So, so um, I wonder, can you translate for me? Certainly. Because Jose doesn't speak English, right? Uh, not, really. not very much. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is Dave, one of the guitarists. Um, Dave and Pablo. Um, so this is very romantic music. I mean, did they use this to in courting women or what do they do with these songs? Dice que esta música es muy romántica y para qué se usaba esta música en los tiempos de usted. Digo los otros viejos tiempos. Oiga, oiga, oiga. <laughs> <laughs> o sea que son niños. <laughs> Bueno, eso se usaba para cuando uno estaba bien enamoradito, ya una ventana a las 4 de la mañana y darle una serenata a la dama. ¿No más? So the first thing that Jose said is that you know that he's a baby. And the second thing he said that this is the music that you would use when you were in love. You'd go at 4 o'clock in the morning and you'd sing a serenade beneath someone's window. Yeah. Did it ever work? Le funcionaba. Hubo una época. He said that he had his time when it worked. <laughs> so, so I want to ask uh, Jose, now you've moved to Colorado. What is it that you miss most about Dominican Republic? Ahora que usted está aquí en Colorado, ¿qué es lo que más le hace falta de Santo Domingo? Todo. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just have a question because I don't know about son. I don't know about that style of music. Can Jose show us maybe what that style of guitar playing feels like? Eh, compadre, ellos quieren ver cómo es 
el, el sonido de son en la guitarra. Venga. Just a little piece, a little Very cool. That's the way they did it. That's the way that music sounds. Welcome back, if you would. Jose Cobles, Puerto Plata. Afortunada, 
tal vez ignore que la dicha existe en unión verdadera de los seres y por eso la palabra que vertiste nunca debes vertir a las mujeres y por eso la palabra que vertiste nunca debes vertir a las Jose Cobles, Puerto Plata, along with Mr. David Wayne and Pablo Rodario on guitars. The CD is called Mujer de Cabaret. Thank you, Johnny Long, and thank you to Puerto Plata. We've got time for one more song. I want to say thanks to our production crew here at E-Town, Todd Ayers, Henry Zimmerman, and a special thanks to Helen Forster. We're going to leave you with a song from the Louisiana slide guitar master, Sonny Landreth, playing with a house band back in 2008. Sonny was actually in the house band on our very first E-Town show in 1991, and it's always great to have him on the show. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. I'm
This is a production of E-Town. All right, everybody. Earth Week is coming to an end. We're so glad we could share some of the highlights from our 2008 season. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.